Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast and welcome to part three of my conversation with Steve Demi. Um, you, Steve, are such an encouragement to me. I love what the Lord has done through you. And so as we were talking through uh, our conversation yesterday, and if you guys missed parts one and two, go back and listen to Monday and Wednesday's um, episodes because th- that will kind of lead you into today, of course. So you'll want to hear those first as well. But just again, talking about, uh, we were talking about, ended it on Psalm 100 and taking that time each day to just really taste and see that the Lord is good. That's from Psalm 34. Um, I was, I've mentioned Shane and Shane many times on the podcast before. They are by far, hands down, my favorite recording artists. And they have several hymn uh, albums, but they also have several that are psalms where they, they just put psalms to music and they sing them. And, and there is nothing better than just pouring God's word over your home with music. Um, just, you know, as you go about your day, I do it when I'm washing dishes and when I'm doing laundry and things. And uh, there's something so powerful about God's word. And so you, even if you're not sitting and reading it, um, which of course we, we need to be doing on a daily basis and, and having that time with the Lord, but listening to godly uh, music, godly worship music, worship. Steve and I were talking through the break about how it's an in- interesting how worship has changed so much from years ago when it used to be hymns that were all about the creator. They were hymns that were focused on the Lord and glorifying and honoring the Lord to many of our songs today, which focus on glorifying and honoring the the person worshiping and what can God do for me. And that's not how it's supposed to be. Um, worship is all about the creator and worshiping the one who is worthy of being worshiped. And so, um, so, Steve, you made a joke actually during the break. You said because I said we should start a schoolhouse rocked walking club, and what did you say we should call it? Schoolhouse walks. School <laughs> schoolhouse walks <laughs> walked. Walk. Yes, we need a schoolhouse rocked walk. That's something like go. that. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. So you took us kind of through 2012 to 2014. God really shook you up, kind of shook up your family, and then where do we go from there? Um, you mind if I just touch the hymn thing? For a no, second? absolutely not. Well, I knew Elizabeth Elliot. Mm. You know, you know that name. Her of course, first I husband do. Died. Absolutely, Jim Elliot. Theater. Yeah, I had I had the opportunity to live in her home for a year when I was in seminary. Wow! And she said, in my hearing, it was phrases of hymns that she'd learned as a child that carried her through her darkest valleys. Wow. And that kind of planted a seed in me that I wanted to teach my children hymns. Mm. So when we had family devotions in our home, we used to sing hymns. But uh, my wife and I knew a lot of the hymns, but 
we needed a piano accompaniment for a lot of them that we didn't know. And so what we have, we building faith families has developed is a hymn book. Did you know that? I didn't. Well, I knew that because you had it at the conference a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is a hundred hymns with the history on one side of the page, the hymn on the other side of the page and piano accompaniment that goes with it. So if you want to sing hymns, and I'll just give you one example. It's what we were just talking about. Uh, there's a song called In the Garden, and mm-hmm. the chorus says, he walks with me, and he talks, and he with, talks me. with me, and he tells me I am his own, and the joys we share as we tarry there none other has ever known. And when to walk or how often to walk, that's, that's something that we each have to work out our own salvation with God and you know figure it out. But he, he knows how busy we are. He knows our priorities. He knows the, the crosses that we're carrying. But I think that's the thing that I keep finding is, is the more I spend time with him, that's a, that's a pretty prevalent theme. And he tells me I am his own. That's right. And the joys we share. Okay, so that's a little plug for the hymn book. I and love if you it. don't want to if you don't want to buy it, it's free on my website oh, as a wow. PDF. And you can just download it. Okay. We'll right. we'll put a link to that for sure. Let me just get a little bit more in the past. This journey really started before the business transition. It started back when I was at a homeschool conference and I was speaking on my favorite verse which shaped my understanding of family deuteronomy 6 7. Mm -hmm. you shall teach your children diligently and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house walk by the way lie down rise up etc and i remember somebody after that meeting come up to me and she said steve why do you always leave out the two previous verses i said not sure so i went and i got my bible and i read it and the two verses that precede that say this you, this is parents, mm-hmm. shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the exact verse Jesus quoted in Matthew 22 when he was asked what the great commandment was. And the second thing he said was, and these words which I command you this day shall be on your heart. And I had an aha moment. I went, aha, before I can teach my children yeah. to love God in his word, I need to love God in his word. And I remembered the church in Ephesus, it came right to my mind. These people were believers. They were a part of the church, but they'd lost their first love. And I started diligently praying, Father, help me to love you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Hmm. And I just thought I would wake up some morning with a love for God because I had prayed before that, that God would help me to love his word. And I just started noticing that I liked reading the Bible more because mm-hmm. I was doing it up to that point out of duty and I wanted to love it. That's what it said. His word shall be in your heart. So then I thought, okay, I'm going to ask God to help me to love him. And I'm just going to wake up and start singing hymns and be with the angels. It didn't happen that way. What God started doing was revealing to me how much he loved me. And it's like everywhere I turned, a sermon, Christian radio station, a song, a hymn. And I finally got to the point where I said, Father, this is nice, but it's not what I was asking for. I want to love you more. That's what that Bible verse says. And as soon as I said that, first John came into my head. We love because he first loved us. 
So I thought that this was going to be now, God's going to help me to love him more. I'm going to be a nicer dad, boom, boom, boom. And it was because of that prayer, though, that then my world fell apart and he started dealing with all these pieces of baggage in my life Mm. because until the baggage was dealt with, I couldn't take in his love and I couldn't give it out. Mm -hmm. Does that that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Can't give what you don't have. Yeah. And they're blockages. And I didn't want to do that. And in 2012, not only, I don't even think I shared this in the talk that you heard. This might be new for you, but, but one day in a board meeting, I felt like I lost my wife, my sons, my business, and my ministry in Mm. a half an hour. Wow. And I left the room searching for breath. I stopped in front of a window and I started sobbing deep painful sobs Mm. from my chest. I can still feel it. And uh, it scared me to the point where I got a therapist, which I'd promised my wife I would never do, (laughs) and um, started doing the work of figuring out where did that pain come from? Why am I hurting the very people that I love the most? Why is my relationship? And, and I was such a bad place that my wife did not come home from that meeting. And we were separated for several months, mm. which I didn't acknowledge publicly for about two years. Because mm-hmm. now I'm dealing with shame sure. and guilt on top of that. But she needed to be because I was all over the map. One day, I'm happy Steve, Christian Steve, sanctified Steve, all things work together for good. And the next day, I can't use the adjective on the air, but I was not a good place. Mm-hmm. And my wife was experiencing PTSD symptoms because she didn't know which Steve was going to show up. Mm. I don't even like to tell you this stuff, but I was a mess. And um, now I'm in a really good place now because I've been working through these issues. And my wife and I now have regular times of communication. But for me, Steve had to die. The dad, the biggest lesson I learned in 2012 is there's nobody that can build up my wife and kids like me, mm-hmm. and there's no one that can tear them down better than me. And people like to talk about, oh, the husband's the head of the home and all that. Okay, God has made me the head of the home, and he has given me authority. However, the authority that God has given me, I want to use to build up my family, not yeah. tear them down. Right. And I'm not going to be a good builder upper if I'm not in a good place with my dad. And I want to be an encourager. I want to, I want to be safe. Th- this is the thing that dads can do. Dads can be like a bull in a china closet. We can, we can just walk through the house, not even say anything, and people start reverberating. Our tone of our voice just a little bit off and everybody senses it, especially homeschool families that are together 24 seven. Right. Um, you can't hide stuff. Yeah. And I've done this in audiences. I say, okay, kids, this is going to be generic. Everybody here that knows when your parents are having a bad day, raise your hand. And the kids' hands just shoot up yeah. <laughs> because kids are, so in tune with their mom and their dad. And so that's why it's really important that just like the order in Deuteronomy, 
parents have to love God and be loved by God. Parents have to love his word and let it have free course in our life. we need to let God work deeply in our lives. And sometimes home education isn't about the kids. It's about us. Yeah. And, and people say, oh, no, I need to raise my kids and I need to do this and I do that. And God says, yeah, but I gave the kids to help you grow up too. Yeah. And that's the beauty of what God designed when he made families is we all benefit from being together 24-7 and we disciple yeah. each other and we help each other grow. And but if I'm not safe, you know what that means? What what do you hear, Yvette? When when I tell you that I'm safe, what's that mean to you? Well, it means that I'll you're make sure I'm doing it. Sure, sure. When you're safe, it means that your children are feeling secure and your wife is feeling secure and that they trust you. Good. I want to be safe mm-hmm. so that then my wife can feel free to give me input and my kids can give me input mm-hmm. because I have these things called blind spots and I have needs and I have baggage and I need the people that are closest to me to be able to give me feedback on those things. And I, I don't know how to tell you how, I'm in the best place I've ever been with my heavenly father. And I'm in the best place I've ever been with my wife and my kids and my grandkids hmm. who want to, who want to just, just love Papa. Yeah. It's amazing and how now, that works, huh? <laughs> you know, I remember you saying, um, when you were speaking, one of the things you talked about is that teaching and discipling our children transforms us as parents as well as kids, probably, if not more so um, than it does our kids. And that is one thing that as a homeschool mom, I, I am learning still is that God is working so much on me. I, I just stand in awe and I have so far to go, but I stand in awe of what the Lord has taught me through homeschooling my kids. You know, we sit and we, we, we have our family devotions each day, but my girls and I do our morning basket time. And we always have, a um, we always start with God's word and I have grown more in my walk with the Lord in the last 10 years that we've been homeschooling than I had in the 36 years of my life before that. And if you don't homeschool for any other reason, but because God will use homeschooling to transform you and to draw you closer as a parent to him, that in itself is is a good enough reason. I mean, there are a million other good reasons to homeschool your kids, but I know for myself the work that the Lord has done and is doing in me spiritually and emotionally just because my kids are home and I have to be so intentional about teaching them and about um, exemplifying for them what it looks like to live a godly life. And I mess up all the time. You know, I often have to say sorry to my kids, but I have to be intentional about the way I'm living my life because I'm with them all the, all the time. And like you said, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, my, my girls are watching me. And, and especially, you know, for you, you had boys who were watching you How does dad work? How is he a father? How is he a husband? I have two daughters who are watching me and to see, you know, they're seeing what kind of wife I am, what kind of mom I am. And uh, that, that comes with a lot of responsibility. So let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, 
visit IEW.com. We are back with Steve and um, I'm so encouraged by you and, and by what the Lord um, is and still teaching you and how neat to see that you are in a place now, Steve, where the Lord has used your trials and he he basically took you to your lo- lowest point only to bring you to where you are today. And he's using that to encourage other people like myself and, and those who are listening. Um, I want to ask just two questions really quickly because we just have a few minutes left. Um, how uh, how best, uh, well, let me start here. God created the family. And this is one thing that you talked about. The, God, the family is God's idea. And especially in our culture today, you know, we, we want to take, we want to pull the family apart. It is Satan's intention to pull apart the family in every way that he can. He wants to dissolve the family. He wants to disassemble it. He wants the family not ever to have even been in existence. And so we have a very real enemy against the family today. Because family is God's idea, how can dads specifically, what can they do? I know obviously their relationship with the Lord, which is what we've been talking mostly about today, but can you give some very practical ways, some steps for dads that they can strengthen their family so that they are not overtaken by the enemy of our souls? I would say the first thing is to recognize that... um, God has authorized you to be the leader of your home. But when I say the word leader, I'm not saying the man that's the big cheese. I'm mm-hmm. saying the man who's like Jesus, who came not to be served, but to serve. Mm-hmm. But he also was Jesus. He taught his disciples. He spent time with them. He prayed for his disciples. It says in John 15, 9, which is my favorite scripture that transformed me in 2012, Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you, Mm -hmm. which just that thought is unbelievable. And then three verses later, he says, and as I have loved you, that's how I want you to love your family. I added the family. It just says that. Okay, so I'm looking to Jesus and I am consciously thinking, Jesus prays for me. Okay, I'm going to pray for my family. Jesus taught the Word of God and lived the Word of God while he spent time with his family. I can do that. Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And and I could go on, Mm -hmm. because instead of looking at like, another earthly person and saying, I'd like to be like him. Right. I'm looking at Jesus and thinking, "Amen." I want to love my family yep. as Jesus loves me. Yeah, And that that's given me purpose and it's given me practical vision and it's given me takeaways, the whole thing. But we need to step up to the plate because even our Christian culture says, dad, your job is to drive your family to church, write the checks, and then let us do the work. Right. Because right. we're the experts. That's right. We're the expert youth leader. We're the expert Sunday school teacher. And that is not biblical. No. Dads need to be doing this stuff because just as you said, when I'm teaching the Bible, guess who gets the most out of it? Yeah, you. Yeah. That's right. And everybody says today, oh, we don't have anybody discipling the children. 
because a church can't disciple a child for a half an hour a week no. or on a Zoom call. Uh, we need flesh and blood examples because Jesus was flesh and blood. So that's the biggest thing. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, and that's the second thing. The biggest thing is I've got to love my wife well yeah. because he made us first. And that's what happened in Genesis. He took the husband and the wife, made him one flesh. And then he said, you be fruitful and do math. I mean, be <laughs> and multiply. I, ha I had to stick in a little math but in there. Bump, ding. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a fact that uh, my wife and I's relationship is the most important. Mm -hmm. and for example, having a special needs child. We love Johnny. I love being with him. We both do. Mm -hmm. But you know what we do once a month? We take a weekend off, just the two of us, to go away somewhere, even just to a hotel, yeah. and just be us because we have to have our own relationship in a good place. Yeah. So there's two things. Yeah. How's that? I love it. I love that encouragement so much. Um, you know, one of my favorite things, if, if dads are listening, one of my favorite things that my husband does to encourage me, besides serving me, he's he's one who's very good at serving his family. You know, he, he I don't ever have to ask him to do dishes or, you know, help around the house and stuff. If he sees that there's need, he does it. But one of the my favorite things that he does with me is throughout the day, he will just send me a quick text and he'll say, I'm praying for you. How's your day going? You know, and just to know that he's praying for me and that that like we talked about earlier, you know, God's on our team. My husband's on my team. Like we're together. We're on, we're we're doing this life thing together. And he's not on one team trying to figure stuff out and I'm not on the other time team trying to figure stuff out with us competing. We're together. God has made us a unit like you said in Genesis. Um and so it, it's a beautiful thing and and there's no better way to bring the family together um, than for a husband and wife to have a good relationship and it's hard. It's hard to do, you know, family and marriage and parenting takes a lot of work. Um, and it takes a lot of sacrifice. It Amen. takes a lot of prayer, but it's worth it. Um, it's worth the the sacrifice that we all put into it. And as you said, it's God's idea. That's right. He He created us to do this. Right. And and some men, I'll just say myself. I'll leave it very specific. I am naturally selfish. Yeah. And Christ, though, is making me more like him. That's what yeah. the Bible says. I'm being transformed into his image. And you know what he says? Husbands, lay your life down for your wife. Yeah. And that was hard to do in 2012. Steve died significantly in 12. But you know what? Jesus says, when you lose your life, you find it. That's and right. that's what I keep trying to tell people. I don't want to die. But when I did die, I found that I was created to die, right. and now I'm in a whole new place with God and my family. So yeah. dying is what I was designed to do as the man. Yeah, that's so amazing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> die to self, come back to life with Jesus. So I love Amen. it so much. Okay, we have, we're have we out of time, but very quickly, because you have some really great resources for families. Can you run down really quickly? You talked about your hymn book, um, and which I, I didn't get a chance to look at it because they got they all sold out. <laughs> um, or you gave them away. You were like giving stuff away like crazy. It was kind of funny. You were cracking me up. Um, so I didn't even get a chance to look at the hard copy of it. But you've got a hymn book that people can either purchase or download for free off of your website. And yep. you've got another book that's, that's in print right now, ready to come out. Um, and what is that one called again? Come Into His Presence. Okay. And then tell me really quickly what your other books are that you've written. And um... Crisis to Christ is about 2012. Okay. Knowing God's love is just knowing that God likes you for who you are. Love to Love 
is loving others as Christ has loved you and speaking the truth in love, which is what my wife and I learned about communication. Uh, we still meet regularly to just communicate together. And then I have a book on family worship. Uh, uh, it's not do it Steve's way or you don't go to heaven. It's right. a third of the book almost is what other families have done. Uh, I just want to encourage you oh, to yeah. just do it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. Well, we will put links to all of those things. And you guys, this is a great idea for Father's Day. Father's Day is coming up. So if you're looking for a great Father's Day gift, go on Steve's website. It's buildingfaithfamilies.org. Check out his books there. And maybe there's a book there that will be a really good fit for your husband or maybe grandpa or someone, you know, another man in your life. That would be... Um, I, I know I, I'm always, you know, wondering, what do we get at the last minute? You know, you're running to Walmart trying to find, you know, I don't know. I, well, my husband doesn't wear ties, so I never buy him ties. But, you know, many would go and try to find a tie. Don't get him a tie. Get him a book that's going to encourage him in his walk with the Lord and encourage him in his relationship with his family. Um, so do you have any last words of encouragement, Steve? A lot of people, especially guys, um, have a commute to work. So oh, yeah. I make my podcast 20 minutes so that they can, and my only have one a week. You're, you're, you're my hero. You bet you got three weeks, but <laughs> I have one a week. And, uh, most of them are either talking dad stuff or lately I've been doing a whole series on God's attributes. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And is the, the, is the podcast called building faith families? Yes. Or you can either search for it under building faith families or my name, or you can see them on my website. Okay, perfect. We will put those links in the show notes so you guys don't even have to search for it. You can just click on the links there and find them. So Steve, thank you so much for sharing with us this week. Thank you for being transparent with us and uh, just sharing God's love and what God is doing and has done in your life. We are so grateful for you um, and appreciate you so much. And, and thank you for all that you do, Yvette, and thank you for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. This is one I'm edified just talking with you. This oh, is good. Me too. Me too. And you guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, go back. If you if you missed part one, I'm sure you listened to it, but listen to the update there. We would love just to remind you again, if you guys could do three things, sign up for our newsletter, share the podcast and share about the movie with your friends. Actually, four things. I lied. Um, <laughs> support. Um, we definitely need financial support to get this movie into people's hands. The movie is is almost all the way done. The, the edit is done. We just need to make a few more quick changes to it, have some color done, some music, uh, 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 some of the music's done. We need to have the rest of the music done, just a few more things to bring it to completion. But we really need financial support to get this movie into people's hands. So we would love it if you would consider doing that. Just pray about that. See what the Lord would have you to do. Um, we have people who have given, you know, $10. We have others who have given $5,000. And so it just depends on where the Lord has you and anything um, we are so grateful for. And we know that the Lord honors that. Um, and then pray. If you would just pray for us as we move forward with the movie and with the podcast in the ministry of Schoolhouse Rocked, we are here to serve you and your families and encourage you in any way we can. So let us know how we can do that. We always love to hear from you. Send us an email at podcast at schoolhouserocked.com. Thank you guys for listening. We will be back on Monday with another fantastic guest. Until then, have a fantastic afternoon. Bye-bye. Every year, parents just like you are discovering Classical Conversations, a vibrant, supportive Christian homeschooling program that's been equipping parents since 1997 with the resources, tools, guidance, and encouragement they need to homeschool their children with confidence and prepare them for a lifetime of success. 
Visit our website at classicalconversations.com to find a nearby community and learn more about homeschooling the Classical Conversations way. Classical Conversations. Christian homeschooling simplified.